Poppin', what's poppin'? What's good, people? Welcome to the In General Podcast with your host, Ty and Demi. Hope y'all feeling the love today. Hope y'all feeling real sensual. Ah, real, yes. Real soft, real. Love is in the air. You know what I mean? Hope y'all love somebody out there. That's Hope y'all not the, living, living full of hate. Gonna be pretty much the main topic we got going on, but once again, thank you guys for coming in to another episode. We appreciate, appreciate the you. listen. If you're a new listener, thank you for tuning in for your first episode. We appreciate it. Ty, how's the week been going, man? Uh, good week, good week. Week before school. Um, slick getting ready for school, buying school supplies. Uh, reviewing all my syllabus, getting books and all that stuff. So, it's ready to start to fall up a little bit. What's up with you? Oh man, well today was a very interesting day to say the least. Um. Don't mean to damper anybody's mood, but, you know, unfortunately, I got some bad news from my mom today. Mm-hmm. Um, she called me just crying, just bawling or whatever. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. So she's like, I know my health isn't well. That's the first thing she starts off with. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, man. But um, long story short, um, I found out today my aunt has AIDS. Mm. Um and just a quick backstory: All of my family's in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, as you already know, uh, AIDS is, is pretty big. The HIV/AIDS epidemic is pretty big in, in Africa, um, really and mainly in the sub-Saharan part of Africa. Um, so, you know, it's something that, like you've always known, but it's just kind of weird when it's when it actually it affects you, yeah. you know people that you know. And um, it's the leading cause of death in that area. So, are there are there like treatment? Is, is there good treatment over there? Or no, because I mean I know it's not as easily with... accessible as it is here. And I mean, yes, there are people currently that are living with HIV and AIDS. Right, um, right. After South Africa, Nigeria is the largest place for people living with HIV and AIDS in that in the continent of Africa. So. I mean, there's there's people living there, but it's just like she's been sick for months. Yeah. But we just never know what, know what it, it specifically was. was, and she's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So I mean, it I mean it really threw me off because I found her in the middle of work, so I'm just like, it's kind of scary. Not even really here. Yeah. At the time, you know, trying to hold back tears or whatever. Um. But yeah, I mean, it put me in a funk. I mean, I'm I'm better now, but I mean, it's just. It's it's weird because you know for me I still haven't grasped the concept of death yet, mm-hmm. so there's still a fear to it. But have um, you had a lot of people die around you? Um, my grandma on my mom's side uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's sister passed away last year. Um, but. It was never close enough. Well, my grandma affected me for a while. Yeah. Um, I kind of, when I was younger, blamed myself in an instance for her death. Just because, like, at the time when we went there, I was young, but, like, I kind of rejected her the majority of the time. That just yeah, cause, you know, yeah. I didn't know her. So, you know, when you find that out, you know, it weighs on you. And it, it weighed on me at the time. But um, But nothing... 
nothing like as close to home as like nobody immediate like yeah. you see every day. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Exactly. So and it kind of it still saddens me when I think about death. Like, damn, we do all of this just to fucking die at the end of the day. That's the one truth. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one universal truth. That and we it, all it, share, no it, matter it, what. It, it sets me because it's just like, damn. Like, it's just like, what the fuck am I working all this stuff for? If I'm just gonna uh, fucking die. No, but, but I mean, I know that's not like the that. right way yeah, of thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah. life. Obviously, so I mean, that's just something I'm still trying to figure out on the day to day. Yeah, and this know? book, this book I'm reading, um, The Alchemist. It's actually, it's, it's a word, so it's an Arabic word called, says, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, Muktub, mm. M-A, pretty much like a K, but it's just like a special character, T-U-B, kind of means all is written, mm-hmm. and that kind of means like Allah has written everybody's fate, mm. you know, anything that's meant to happen will happen, Yeah. but everything that is written in everybody's story where everybody's come together is Death. That's like one thing that's yeah, constant. With that's in everybody's story. So that's one like universal similarity that everybody that everybody's path is gonna cross. No matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, no matter you know where you're born, who your family is, and stuff like that. So it is it's scary, but I don't know. I guess when you think about it like that, at least for me, it comes it's a little more like it's not like it's. I don't want to say coming to home. I guess that's what people say like church, but I don't know. It makes everything kind of a little bit easier to take in. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of everybody. It's yeah. everybody's thing. But it can be. That That does sound sad. Just like everybody going to die. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but I just, I hope we figure it out. Just because yeah. I know me, I've always wanted Nova to go back home. But I know right now she's still too young. Mm-hmm. But now it's like the time started ticking. So it was just like, you know. <laughs> she had children? Yeah, she has kids. Um, but she was she was taking care of my grandma on my mom's side before she passed away. So right. that's why I hit my mom so close. Like, her, their brothers and sisters don't even talk to my aunt. It's, it's a long story, but... Yeah. I just hope we figure it out. We're going yeah. to. Um, yeah. And since we're kind of speak on this somber tone, the theme of today's generally speaking topic is um, give people their flowers while they're still alive. Mm-hmm. I feel like that definitely applies for today's topic and or today's uh, theme theme so well not today's theme but like where we've gone so far in the podcast today right um and as you know um unfortunately aretha franklin Mm -hmm. lost her yesterday and um it was just that was just crazy within itself especially just because we knew she She was was ill and then they said that she was okay yeah and then the next day she passed away which was just crazy and um of course, there's probably going to be some BET tribute or oh, Billboard yeah, Awards tribute. But, you know, so I was definitely... driving today in traffic. I had my windows and I heard at least two cars like blasting, like, like blasting, blasting. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah she's one of those here. artists you would think she'd already have it a tribute for, but uh, it's for sure happening now, without yeah. a doubt. 
Um, but it's, it does seem like, obviously, she was, I think she was a little before, like, obviously, like, Prince and Michael Jackson, but mm-hmm. it does seem like that whole era of people is kind of Dis- like falling off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I feel like the only one we have left is Stevie Wonder. Um, yeah, Stevie Wonder. Um, oh, um, I guess like some of the other ladies too, like uh, yeah, Anita Baker, Anita Baker, um, Patty LaBelle, mm-hmm. people like that. But damn, yeah, that's Smoke. Is Smokey Robinson still alive? I don't know. That's. It sounds like somebody's dead though. Like it sounds like it's that far away. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the fifties? <laughs> um, I think he might still be alive. Okay, yeah, he's still alive. All right, sorry to smoke. <laughs> sorry, to smoke. He's a fan. Um, but you know, like we said earlier, like death is inevitable. Like we're all gonna face that that mark eventually in our lives. So you know, and we've talked about this in earlier podcasts, but we're also busy. And it's it's so quick to like just get sucked into our own reality that you kind of forget yeah other people's around, uh, realities around you. So a lot of people are going through things, and even if stuff is not going bad at the moment, you know you can always find a time to show gratitude to whether it's your spouse or, or somebody in your family, a friend, anything of that nature. Show just how much you value people, you know. Yeah, because death does not have a certain age limit. Like it can happen right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I think that's one of the most scary things about death is you don't mm-hmm. know. Because mm-hmm. literally, I could I could walk outside and drive home and and die. Yeah, and then. All the things you're worrying about, and that kind of, I guess, puts things in perspective, too. But, like, mm-hmm. all the things you're worrying about, so, like, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to do yeah. this? How am I going to, what am I going to do about this deadline at work? Worried about three weeks down the road when, you know, you today might lose your life yeah, right Today here. is not even promised. You know? Or tomorrow's not even promised. So, yeah, that that puts a lot of things in That's something that's, like, bigger than all of us that kind of makes you really realize how small you are. Mm-hmm. Or how much. Like I said, how much some of this stuff really don't matter. Yeah. You know? And that's why I try to avoid getting into feuds with people close to me. I mean, it happens, but, you know, what's doing all of this if you might not even be here tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? Because if that person's dead, like, you don't have the time to, to fix that shit. They're yeah. gone. Like, that's, yeah. that's how your relationship ended, you mm-hmm. know? So I guess the question you got to ask yourself is whenever you, especially somebody super close, when you're arguing, is this worth, like, when if they die, will I feel the same about this? Or, like, mm-hmm. if they die, will I regret having us having this little feud or whatever like yeah. that? Because, like you said, if, if they pass tomorrow and then you're like, oh, I should have did this, should have did that. Well, you should have thought about that. Those mm-hmm. are the things you got to think about. While people are alive. Exactly. We only got one life to live, man. Mm-hmm. Make it good. And I know we don't think about that every single second of our lives, but, you know, when things aren't going your way, just just remember that, you know? We only got one life to live, so we got to make the best out of it. It's not a promise. Anything can happen. Dang, any. Yeah, literally anything really happens. That really be the scariest thing. And you know me, I'm overthink, so I always <laughs> think of marriage scenarios. Well, because, like, whenever you, that's what I think about, like, when I hear stuff, mm-hmm. like, even, like, crazy ways people die. Like, 
I remember I was watching a show and they was like ten people a year or something die from vending machine. Like vending machines fall on <laughs> 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 like they be banging like like their chips don't come out and they bang it and it falls on <laughs> And I'm like, alright. But that's ten people like that's that's a good bit imagine of you, Imagine you just buying chips and then you, <laughs> you and you dead. Like, nigga, nigga not even dead. close to thinking about death. So I'm like what? Like nigga you walking up like, well, this is time. this is it, guys. This is. I'm like, this might be my last dollar. Might be the last thing I ever do in life. Oh damn, that's the last thing I do. I just buy some Doritos. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, Robin Big on MTV. Yeah. And I don't know if Oh, this... and he, he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah Big, uh, Big is, dead. is dead, which is fucking crazier. Because <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But I remember in one episode, they were sitting in the car talking about death. And I don't know if this stat is true, but Big was like, uh, every 11 seconds, somebody dies or whatever. Every so, 11 seconds, somebody dies? Yes. Like in the world. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> And they were just counting. I was just like, damn. I love it. Shit. (laughs) That is crazy to think about, though. I mean, Jesus. Somebody dies every day, man. Yeah. I guess you can't be scared of it, though. You got to be. You can't be. But it's hard not to be. Because it's like, fuck, you never know when that bitch is coming. I know. (laughs) Motherfucker be like, all right, I'm ready to conquer death. (laughs) And then fucking die. I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to die yet. Yeah. I just I don't want to die painful. Like I don't want to die. I want to die in my death. sleep. Yeah, I I want to either die in my I just sleep, wake up in heaven, or die in the arms <laughs> of the person I love. Nah, bro, because that might slow. mean I'm low key suffering. <laughs> <laughs> if you gotta hold me while I'm like inches away from death, that mm-hmm. means I'm suffering, man. I don't want to get shot and die. Nah, absolutely not. I don't want to feel how a gunshot is, mm. unless it's like instant, like you knock me out in the head and I'm yeah. gone type shit. That's that's rare. But don't shoot me and I'm goddamn bleeding to death. And <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would be a worst. I'm like, bro, just shoot me, man. Bro, I was please. thinking about that when I watched that video of a uh, junior, and they was hitting him with the machete. Oh yeah. I'm sitting there like he died, right? Yeah, he did die. So I'm sitting there like. You know how much you gotta be leaking blood to get hit from a machete? Bro, was and you just dying. Was like, you're just laying there dying. That's painful. I don't even know what you could be thinking in that moment. Mm. I would hold my breath. I, I have this idea in my mind. I know it probably. <laughs> like, if something like that happens, I'm gonna just hold my breath until I go unconscious. <laughs> so I don't feel it. But isn't your brain gonna tell you that? I'm gonna overcome that. <laughs> I'm gonna override that. I'm... <laughs> oh my god. You gonna be like the uh, dudes that were playing the game of who could last longest underwater? <laughs> and somebody died. And somebody died. Oh. <laughs> See, dude, I would hate to go out that way. Yeah, dude, I don't even know why you playing with death. See, I don't play with death. Like, if I just don't put myself in situations. That's why I don't ride roller coasters. Unless but it really any situation you win, you're playing. That's real You're tough. putting yourself in death's way. I don't so. even like walking over them. You know, like in downtown, you there's a little grip. On the ground, and they uh, it's like a the vent type thing. Oh, no, I know no. what you're talking about. I don't even like walking over them because I'm probably I'm gonna fall, break my leg, and don't nobody hear me <laughs> <laughs> suffering. Sinead's aunt actually fell through one of those. See, right? see, that's what I, mean, I don't like. But she got to check though. She got to check. So Ooh. it's just like you know, but I might be able to take that fall. If I break my, did she break other bones or something? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure she might have broke something because it was just low key steep. Yeah, I'm not see. I'm scared of that. But um, anyways, to the main topic at hand, 
uh, giving people the flowers while they're still alive. Hey, man, it's nothing to just call somebody real quick and, man, show some, some quick gratitude. Mm-hmm. So, Tell know, somebody I, you love them. Tell somebody you love them every day. You know? It's not that somebody hard. Somebody different. It's not that hard. Just a simple text, you know. Won't kill you. Well, it might. I don't know. You might, like, break your finger texting and... Oh, you see? You never blood, know. You might form a blood clot. Bleed, <laughs> bleed to death from your finger. But, uh... Anything else you had on that? That's pretty much I had on that topic. No, it's the truth, though. Great. Awesome. So, for the main topic today, kind of switching up a bit. Not really going to focus on any pop culture topics today, but uh, focus on a show we've been riding with pretty hard, and I tried to put you on game a couple <laughs> of podcast episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Love Is. Yeah. It's also on the Oprah Network. Beautiful show. Is it our own? I think own, yeah. Yeah. Harpo Productions. So, if you don't know, Love Is is obviously a love TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it is based on or inspired by the director, the writer, the creator of the show. Um, what's her name? Mara. Mara Brock Akil. And her, Brock her husband Akil. as well. Salim Akil. Salim Akil. Thank you. So it's inspired from them, and the way the show is set up is, excuse me, there's two characters, Yazir and Nuri, and there's two of each of them. So there's a younger Nuri and an older Nuri, and then a young Nazir and an older Yazir, and the older versions of them are narrating the show, like they yeah. actually like show clips of them. Yeah, but it's not actually the writers. Or the the creators of the show, yeah, it's like actors. So yeah, so like there's there's two sets of actors. There's actors that are playing young Mara and Mara and Salim are obviously married. Uh, and there's actors. There's two actors that play the younger them. This is based in like 1996, yeah, 1997, yeah, some, somewhere around that. Excuse me, I got the hiccup. Um, and then there is another set of actors that plays an older. Um, version of the Akils, Amar and Salim, and they are um, set in 2017, and they're basically yeah, it's like doing day. a yeah, it's like present day, and they're doing a show. They're acting as if they're telling their lo- love story for a show. Like they basically give their reactions to what we see on the TV show, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, but um. Ty has compiled a bunch of topics that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And just kind of diving out into the show, but like other topics that we've seen in the past eight episodes so far of this season. Yeah. So, Ty, I'm going to pass it on to you so you can go start with the first topic. So, like, all right. So, this show is kind of is interesting because it kind of interweaves into a lot of like topics of love. It's an interesting love story. Um, Starts out where they're not even really like he's not even interested in not even that he's not interested in her, but it his friend is interested in her, and then he finds out he meets her that that way. So it's kind of like it it happened by uh, coincidence through somebody else, but it goes and they interweave through a bunch of different topics and a bunch of different um, situ- situations. And I think I'm trying to pick. I got a whole list here. I think. This is my favorite one now. Um, are there must for for love? So like, are there things that have to be definite 
in everybody's love story like are are there a lot of people and this is part of another question but every a lot of people say you need adversity you need to go through some problems mm-hmm. to find out that you love somebody or something like that yeah is there anything that has to happen to to signal that you love somebody or that you two people are in love well i would say for sure the two main things you need is trust and adversity and understanding mm-hmm. and patience the main three things aside from adversity kind of help fight adversity because a true relationship in my opinion is going to see adversity in some shape or form and basically it's you two kind of reacting to that because i mean there's always good sides to the relationship there's always bad sides to the relationship yeah. of course everybody wants the good parts everybody's going to be there for the good parts because that's that's the, the best part right but it's just like what will make you stick and stay and grind through it with this person for the rest of your life and i feel like those three other things are having the patience having the understanding having the trust that will those requirements will keep the relationship going right aside from the the actual love part you know but those pieces they're like building blocks to mm-hmm. the love and you don't get it all at once like it's it could be three months it could be three years down the road like everybody's story yeah. of love is different in a sense that's okay yeah i think in every story whether it be like a novel or you know in any any story in general not just a love story you need conflict. Conflict is kind of what makes a story or mm-hmm. any good story. Conflict is a part of it. But I think that conflict can come in different ways, right? So, like, not necessarily meaning that you're, you have conflict as far as y'all arguing every day, stuff like that. Like, your adversity doesn't have to come into the same, show itself in the same way as everybody else's. Like, it can come through. Um, interpersonal decision that you have to make based on somebody else. So, like, if somebody your your partner is needs you to be something that you have a problem within yourself to become, uh, something minor. I guess I would say like like a decision maker. Like maybe she needs you to be a decision maker in certain instances, and you've mm-hmm. always been an indecisive person. Yeah, but in that in that way, that is adversity within yourself that's coming from the relationship and it ultimately will make you a better person hopefully um but things like that like so i do i do think there is conflict that is needed in a relationship but i don't think there's one way to decipher that conflict and then like you said i think trust is very important um communication is oh number one to me i always think communication and mm-hmm. meaningful communication uh it's, it's always going to be number one just because with those, you, you can't really, whether that, even if it's nonverbal communication, if you don't have effective communication with somebody that you love, there's no way you get past those conflicts. Like there's, there's no way to, and us being like social beings and us using social, con, social, con, I want to say social constructs, but social situations to overcome different obstacles. You have to communicate to get past the adversity that you need to create a good, a great story, right? Like a great Mm -hmm. love story. 
I think something else that really is a requirement too is willing to be wrong. And you could also tie that in with willing to grow with that person because there are going to be some situations where you're going to have to put your pride aside. Mm-hmm. But it's ultimately who is that person you're willing to put your pride aside for. Because one thing you don't want to do, like, of course, everybody has their expectations of who their dream person is. But in reality, finding your dream person, I don't really think is, is true because you're not going to find the perfect person for you. Like, there is going to there's going to be some room of having to grow and have to adjust and adapt to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're going to eventually might do something that you don't like, and you might not realize that three months down the road, but you might realize that two years down the road, it is just like, are you willing to put your pride aside for that person to, to get over that? Mm-hmm. But not necessarily get over that, but accept that person for who they are. Now, at the same time, though, there is that room from you being checked by that person that you're with, whether it's you or the other way around. Because you can't be stuck in your ways forever, in right. a sense. Like, you have to really see, like, yo, is this really right? Like, am I doing, is me doing X, Y, and Z really the right thing? Like, is she right about that or is he right about that? So that's why I say, to tie that back in, like, you have to be willing to grow and willing to change mm-hmm. yourself for that person. So you don't have to change your core, you know. Just like you really truly believe in, yeah. But we just know every everybody that you meet, whether it's a friend or a spouse, like they're gonna do something that rubs you the wrong way, and it's just like, how much of it are you willing to put up with? Yeah, I kind of think about it like, um, like clay. Like clay doesn't just change shape automatically. Like mm-hmm. you got to put it up against something that is, uh very powerful and and very makes it willing to change that makes it willing to change shape you gotta give it something put it through something that is adverse yeah but something that is that will force it to change and hopefully for the better if you get Mm -hmm. shaped into something better but like fire so you put clay into fire and it would you can change the shape of it and stuff like that so same way like as a person as a man or a woman you got to be able to go against that fire of your relationship and be willing to change shapes, be willing to kind of be malleable and change for somebody. But, um, you kind of brought to another question where have, so going along with pride, at what point does, and I got to word this correctly. At what point can you say that your pride goes over your logic? And this kind of goes, all right, so, like, in the show, Yasir is a very prideful person. Like, he's mm-hmm. very, I don't want to say stuck in his ways, but he is. He's, he likes to control the situation. Yeah, he's he's very stuck into exactly what he knows and what he what he feels, and he feels sternly about it, and he will defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that stuff, from the outside looking in, I'm sure it looks differently when you're in this situation, but can seem illogical. Yeah. So at what point is it important to be stuck in your, not only want to say stuck in your ways, but powerful in the things that you do and powerful in the things that you know work for you? And 
to the point, like you said, where you're willing to change and you're willing to actually kind of open up and listen to, mm-hmm. to different ways of doing it. I think when it's a tiny little voice in your head that kind of questions something you just did, like where you put your pride over your logic, like, was that really the right thing? I think that's when you kind of realize you might be putting your pride over your logic because if you truly believe in something 100%, you're not going to question it. Like, this is what you believe in all the way, but this kind of ties back into how you've grown as a person. Mm-hmm. Like if you're willing to let yourself grow, whether that's by yourself or with a person, like, because pride for people, they're not going to think they're, they're wrong. They're going to believe what they believe in all the way. And like right. you said, like, Yazir's motives or things he's done in the show shows you like that he's put it, uh, his pride, like the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. So it just really comes down to growth, in my opinion, to know like, okay, maybe I I might have been a little too prideful in this situation. Right. And which makes me so interested because eventually we do know Yazir has, has grown from his prideful ways because we see the older version of him. Right. But it's just like, at what point is it for him when he realizes, okay, I might have done too much. Right. Yeah, and that, hmm. It is, it, like you said, it would be interesting to see what at what point that happened because mm-hmm. for some people, especially for somebody who is, I guess, like I see it, like he's very stuck in the tradition of his ways. Mm-hmm. For somebody that is so stuck in that, it's not like, I don't, it, well, it's not easy. It's not easy to change those things, and it's not easy to let that pride go because mm-hmm. for some, at some point, that pride is almost kind of, for a lot of people, what keeps them who they are. Or who, yeah. Like, for some men, like, that what makes you a man. It's mm-hmm. staying stuck in your ways, staying in your pride. Or I don't yeah. even want to say stuck in your ways, but believing in what you know. I feel like men are naturally, naturally pride prideful people yeah so and um what in a woman or a woman or a man i guess um could help you change that like what what does the other person have to possess to help you get rid of those ways if necessary because i mean sometimes it may not be necessary sometimes you may be correct in what you're standing for but they might have to be that willing it's not. To, to walk away from the situation. Mm. Because I feel like that might be another way of somebody realizing their pride has gone over logic. Is when that person is like, they've tried their effort, they've literally talked to you about it. You know, you've had multiple arguments about it, and yeah. still nothing has changed. And. They're still there for a while, but it's just like it's got to its final point. Yeah. And if you truly love that person, like if you really, really love that person and realize they left and you're like, wow, my pride has really messed this whole thing up. That might be another instance to where, you know, like it's it's you've, you've done too much. Yeah. So 
So, I mean, because a person can only do so much. Right. I can't say, like, there's an exact person to make somebody change their pride. It's just, if you put an effort into helping the situation or letting this person know, I mean, I guess that's really it, honestly. Like, that's all you can do is just let somebody know, try to check them. Okay. Part of so uh, part of that made me think about another question, but I think we okay. So we'll be listening to an interview beforehand of mm-hmm. of Mara on the Breakfast Club, and she was with um, Will Collette and Michelle Weaver. Michelle Weaver, and those are the two actors that play Yasir and, and Nuri as they when they're younger. Yeah. So one thing. Uh, they were talking about that really kind of caught my ear was the daily commitment to love. Um, so like, what, I guess I say like, what, what things are there that you have to continue to commit to and continue to put effort into every day to see love prosper? Cause some, I guess like for some people, it becomes monotonous because if you're together two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. years, it's hard some for some people to do those things every day to put continually put work into something when it's easy to get complacent and mm-hmm. and just live with what you got. Like, yeah, all right, we we love each other. We've been together this long. I mean, it is what it is now. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually letting that grow, still and still putting stuff into it, still putting nourishment into your flower love I mean that really just depends on how much you really love that person because you're gonna always have to find a new new way to love that person new or another way to keep things fresh within the relationship Mm -hmm. so I think about it like this like there is there are consistencies you have to keep within a relationship mm-hmm. and one of those I think I, well, I spoke on it earlier is communication mm-hmm. communication is something that has to be constant and it has to be I think ever evolving because you won't communicate the same way as somebody you just meet Mm-hmm. Or that you're a year into a relationship, and the more that you grow and know somebody, the way you communicate should change, and that should become even more efficient and even better. So, I think just the way you communicate, the way that you love somebody, and the and the the commitment and and what you put into them can change. Whether that be, and like I said, it doesn't have, all have to be verbal. Some of it could be nonverbal. So whether that is the actions that you take to show that you love them mm-hmm. and know those actions actually growing, that doesn't mean also that doesn't mean like getting bigger. It doesn't mean like you buy a flower for the first day. So mm-hmm. 10 years in a row, you got to buy a mansion. Yeah. But to the idea that it has to become more meaningful, the more you, the more you know somebody, the more you grow together the different things that you can actually communicate and you can kind of feed off of the things that you, if you're, if you're growing every day, like if you're growing in your relationship, 
then there will be new ways to kind of facilitate mm-hmm. that love every day. Like there's there's going to be new experiences, new situations that y'all face. There's going to be more different adversities that y'all go through mm-hmm. and all this stuff y'all going to be going through together. So you feed off of the growth of your relationship. That's why it all kind of, I think, circles in like what you have to put in daily is dependent upon if your relationship is growing every day. Yeah. You know? And I also think it's sometimes to sometimes doing things you don't want to do, but you're doing it for that person out of love. Like, for example, like I know Jasmine loves to hear, I love you. Mm-hmm. But for me, my growing up, my way of love, like we like in my family, like we didn't really verbally speak that. It was just kind of like an understood thing. Yeah. So like, even for me, it's just like, I'd rather just say it when I feel it. Right. Not saying it's not there, but like, there's times when you really feel that moments of love and then like, you just want to say it. But I know as a person who loves Jasmine, that's just something I have to do because I love this person. Mm-hmm. So you have to do things that you don't usually want to do, like that's not in your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and there's there's different ways of, of getting out of your comfort zone or whatnot. And as you grow with that person, everything goes back to growing in, which I really feel like is the biggest like part of love is the growing aspect. As you grow with that person, you find those things that's just like, damn, I really don't want to do this. But it's just like, I really love this person and I want to let them down. So I have to do it. Yeah. You know. And one thing I always think, I guess this kind of goes back to the first question, too, when they say, are there musts in love? So, like, I, I feel like every everybody, and it's kind of, it goes along with what you just said, kind of what reminded me. Everybody loves in a different way. Like, for some people, like, if you are in a relationship and it doesn't work out, y'all don't fall in love and y'all aren't true loves. Sometimes just the way you love and the way they love, they it just doesn't mesh. The way you show love, it's not always for okay. Like for some people, material things that's how they show love. They buy people stuff, and that expresses their love for them. For some people, it's more about what they express coming from the heart. Like if they speak something that they're thinking about, and and the thoughts that they have for you is kind of and them telling you those thoughts and whether that be like in a poetic form, in a song form, or just kind of. A little like monologue soliloquy or something. Mm-hmm. That's how they. That's how they feel like love should be expressed and love should really be expressed. But it's something special. I think when you get someone who really understands how you love and what you expect from your love, and I think that's when I say to go back to the first one. I think that's a must. I think the two ways that you express maybe not express love, but understanding can conceive love, I think it's partially one of the more important things because somebody who wants to be told I love you every day doesn't just want to be bought a mansion mm-hmm. ever, or bought coats and jewelry. Not that it, I'm sure it would yeah, be nice. It's a simple thing, but, <laughs> you know. It, you know. I for much. Yeah, that, that won't always, that won't suffice for them. So even though you're buying stuff, you're like, why? I'm buying all your stuff. I'm showing you that I love you. Why are you not? You know, why don't you understand that? It's mm-hmm. like, but I don't hear it from you. I don't, you don't express it in what you do or 
or what you say. You just buy mm-hmm. stuff. Because if I really can't say I love you whenever you ask me it or whatever, mm-hmm. that's me just putting my pride of a logic. Like, if that was the final break, final straw for us, like, I let that go because I wasn't willing to say I love you whenever you ask me. Yeah. And I guess that's the answer, right? So, like, if we say at what point, and I guess it's when you meet somebody who you're willing to change for. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you put, and first for you it seems like for yashir going back to so yashir with time like he may do something in the moment and then when time passes he realizes that Mm -hmm. he was being too powerful he was being a certain way yeah and i think sometimes you can tell that way like if you're actually thinking about it afterwards and you're like man i I messed up blah, blah blah you can understand that yeah you're putting you're putting your pride way too high over your logic yeah. But also, when you meet somebody or when you when you find somebody that is worth you letting that that pride go is worth putting what you think that you know to the side and be like, okay, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to change. That's when you. That's when you put your pride down and kind of can listen, yeah. especially for men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. We're both black. <clears throat> How does the black story and that being of black pain, black suffering in America and stuff like that, how does that story play into how we love as a people? Like, how can, how does, how we've been treated in this country for years? affect how we love each other and how the black love story is um well when they were talking earlier in the breakfast club interview Mara pretty much brought up the fact like she was trying to show that we are still unpacking the the effects of of what has happened to us in the country like so there are a lot of underlying tones from what we've experienced in this country that we that that are still affecting us and i feel like we are starting to slowly see more and more but it's even like the whole role of the absent father and going back to the father being separate, separated from his family, not being able to do anything about that. Yeah. Um, and the man being weak, you know, being embarrassed in front of your, your, your kids, which is another reason why I feel like us, just specifically as black men, are so prideful because we've had that pride removed from us. It's a lot of things that if you don't really stop and think about, you won't really notice it mm-hmm. in your relationship. But, I mean, that definitely still plays a factor of of black relationships, I would yeah. say. I definitely think so. Um, because in a sense, too, it's just like society has put these labels on us. And it's just like the reason why we have these labels is because of what you've all done to us. Right, right, right. You know? 
So it's just like you put us in this position and then you're like, well, look at you. Yeah. You not there for your kid. Of course you wouldn't. Or you don't have a dad because he left you or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That plays into a lot of things. Like they, they always say, like there was generations of us that were not able to vote. And then afterwards, they kind of dismiss you for not even understanding the importance of voting, the importance of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like... I don't know. I guess society does it a lot. Like they, they put you in a position and then say, "Why are you in that position? Like, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Look at you." Mm-hmm. Especially with with black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also too is just like yeah. we've kind of feed it, we fed into that stereotype because there are a lot of families, a lot of black families with the mom and dad there. But the narrative, the, the the negative is more entertaining than the truth. Oh, yeah. So. I love a hip-hop style. You know? And that's why I also thought it was cool, too, of her trying to break that myth of the absentee father with having Yazir being an absentee father, but it wasn't necessarily of his choosing. Yeah. It was in order to have a better life, so eventually he could have the better life for his son. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he just walked away from the situation. It, it did eat him up that he that his that he could be with this kid. Yeah. So and even in my my situation, it's just like my father didn't choose to not be here. Mm-hmm. It's just a situation or the cards dealt him at the time didn't allow him to be in my life. You yeah, know? there's layers to it. It's not you know? what it looks like on the outside. All because the side just look, oh, you have you didn't grow up with your father, so your father must have left you. It's yeah. like, no, here's what actually happened. But people don't take the time to stop and really assess the situation. Right, exactly. They just see it for what it is and run with it. So, Yeah, This and this, this question kind of reminds me of... So, like, I write these... I write a lot of poems, and I send some of them to my girlfriend. And one poem I sent to her recently kind of reminded me of this question. It was... Basically, I'm not going to read the poem, but it had to do with how so kind of feeding off of the old saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and, the, and my question that I kind of repeated in the poem was is it possible that you can come from a tree that's rotting you can you can you be a succulent apple can it can you have a good ripe apple come from a tree that is rotted at the root that's and that's kind of a lot of like black love stories it's like a lot of black men want to love correctly they want healthy love lives and mm-hmm. stuff like that when they come from roots that they don't always see that or that's not something that they exactly grow into like they're not coming from a healthy they're coming from an environment where there is a lot of healthy love where there is mm-hmm. healthy communication and stuff like that so how can you and even with, and it also kind of talks about how even in sayings, like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, it almost puts you into a box where it's like, how do you, how do you become something better than what you came from? And I think that kind of deals a lot with the, the black love story, because like you said, we do believe a lot of what we are said to be. So mm-hmm. when you're trying to create a healthy love life and you know that it's, I mean, black people do this. Black people argue all the time, and, and this is what happens. Black people have baby mamas and stuff like that. When you 
kind of commit yourself and submit yourself to that narrative, you don't allow yourself to to go against the grain and become what you probably excuse me. You probably want to be. You probably want to have a healthy love life. You probably want to have a healthy relationship with your woman and with your child and with your family. But kind of that that idea of society's expectations on that can kind of uh, blur your vision of what you want to become and kind of can guide you into the wrong path. Um, I think you can <laughs> basically recreate the fallen hero story, like coming from trials and going to triumphs type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like go back on my story, like I wasn't shown how to love somebody else. Yeah. Cause there wasn't a male counterpart in my story to really show and express that. Right. So this was something I just had to learn on my own. Basically. Yeah. 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 You know, um, and to tie it back in, like, it's just who you are like, as a person. Like, if you've grown to that pr- point to be willing to learn how to love somebody else. And I'm still learning. Like, it's not like a overnight thing. Like, you're something you're always going to be learning because you guys are growing every day. Like, what you do in two weeks is not going to be the same thing you've done from now. Mm-hmm. Or how life might be in two weeks is not going to how it's going to be now. So... It's always constantly learning things and like, you know, it's not going to be an easy ride. It's going to have its bumps. It's going to have its turns and whatever. But it's something that you have to be ready to, to, to know. And you might even know some, for example, you might not, you might know how somebody's supposed to love somebody, but let me see how I want to explain this. You might have seen it, but you don't want to give it yet. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, you've had both people in your family, or like male and dad. So you've seen, well, that's still a difficult situation, too, because sometimes in some situations you can't have two people, a male and dad, in your house, but. A male still, and dad? I mean, a male and, and female oh. in your house. But you might not see the healthy way of seeing love. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not even just not having a father. Mm-mm. You know? It's the whole it's, idea of, like, even people that grow up and their fathers beat their, beat their mom. Or you being willing to unlearn the love you saw. Yeah. That's what I want to basically say. Yeah. And that, that was kind of the whole idea with what I was writing, too, was like kind of. So, just because you want, just because you want this and you want to unlearn this, there is a certain amount of, uh, whether that, and whether it's unfair or not is to be said, but there is a certain amount of unlearning, unpacking, and kind of a a change in in what you come from that you have to become what you want to be. Yeah. So, if you... If you want that healthy life, if you want to become somebody who has a healthy love life and a healthy, healthy relationships, you have to unlearn all those things that you got from those rotted roots that you come from. Yeah. And that's not that's not something to scoff at. That's not like an easy thing yeah. because that's 
your that's your nurture. That's what you come from. That's what kind of what you've seen your whole life. Because you know, some people might see that rotten form of love and think that's how love is. Yeah, I'm sure a lot they of people see do. somebody who questions their love, and that mm-hmm. goes back to that whole pride thing. Like, are you willing to see that somebody's questioning your love and really ready to challenge it and see if that is the right love? And if it's not, are you ready to unlearn that and find the the true value of love? Yeah. So. Let me see if we got another good one in here. Oh, okay. So this come this is kind of feeding off the last the last episode. Um is can you can you take a break from love? Is that is that possible? Is it possible to take a break from someone that you've fallen in love with? You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to say, like, if you try to go on a break with me, it's no coming back. It's over. This, that, and the third. But I feel like if it is true love. I mean, yeah, I think you can. You can come back from a break. I really think so. Because sometimes you have to see, like, what you really need was already there because you don't see it in somebody else mm-hmm. or other people you might try to date afterwards. I think you can come, come back to love, but both people have to be willing because sometimes you might be ready, but that other person is just like, like, no, like, yeah, there, there is no more. I mean, if this really that true love at the end of the day, because there's no timetable on it because you might come down a year later and try it and they they're not having it but five years down the road you might see each other again and it's just like you guys are both in the space to to try it again Mm -hmm. because as you see in love is we eventually see at one point they are and i'm sorry to ruin this for anybody who hasn't seen it yet i apologize but eventually yazir and nuri do walk away from it so something had to bring them back together at the end of the day yeah i don't know how long it was we're gonna find out about that but but what's your definition of a break i feel like that also okay sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say listening to your answer what's your definition of a break this is jazz by the way hello everyone it's been a long time (laughs) since you heard me Continue. <laughs> I was gonna say this. <laughs> Anyways, what's up guys? It's Jazz. But um I was gonna ask, what's your definition of a break? Because like some people don't consider a break going and dating others. Some people see it as like a personal break or like what is is does the break have to be mutual? Some people say don't come back to me if you're gonna go date other people. Like what's the point mm. of working on what we got most times people go on breaks to work on their issues, I mm-hmm. suppose, or so work on themselves. Mm-hmm. But like, how can I, how can I know you've worked on whatever issue? How do, how do I know when the break's over, we get back together and you still didn't actually work on what you do. You just went and fucked with other people just to realize like they weren't me. Like, I mean, I think you can tell when that person has come back, like what their intentions are. Like if they're really genuine about their motives and you can kind of see that, because sometimes you can't just let them back in. They just can't walk back in. They kind of have to earn that again, you know, 
earn that trust mm-hmm. or whatever. And if you just kind of see it like you haven't grown from the last run, then what? why are we back here again? Mm-hmm. We're just putting ourselves in the same situation that we were just in in the previous point. So... Yeah, I just feel like in your world, <laughs> I, I don't believe I think, it breaks, but I be, all right. So like, I believe I've always grown to know that love is unconditional. Love is something that is unwavering and does not change. A true love, I would say, um, is something that does not change in the presence of any situation or anything put in front of it. At the same time, I think taking a break. When you say taking a break, it doesn't necessarily mean taking a break from love. It may be taking a break from, I think most people see a break as taking a break from your relationship or taking a break from a situation there, whether that be like a living together situation or if y'all see, if you feel like you see each other every day, but taking a break from seeing each other every day. But the actual love that you have, if it's true love, there's no break from that. Like, there's always going to be that connection there if it's, if it's true. I can agree with that. I just feel like where I'm, well, me personally, but I've always been like this. I just viewed breaks as like, okay, whatever, we're done. Like, I'm not yeah. going to waste my time, like, waiting on you because that's kind of what it like, I don't know, back in the day, breaks weren't just like, oh, I know we're working on this, so we're probably going to get back together. Breaks were like, okay, I'm probably, all right, this is probably it, it is what it is. Right. But I feel like, in a, aside from Nova being a, a, a contributing factor, but I feel like in my life right now, if so, if, if me and my spouse or my, my significant other were, were to get in an argument and we decided to be, or like have continuing arguments and we decided to be on a break, I just... I just don't believe in it. Like, no, we're going to work our issues right here in this relationship. Like, forget a break. Forget all. Like, that's just dead to me because you're clearly not in the If you're telling me you want to go on a break, you're not in the mindset that I am as far as this relationship goes. Like, we're not on the same page. Well, if that, I'm sorry. No, 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 go no ahead. continue. I was going to say, what if it's, if it's a break from, and I mean, at some point I'm playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. here, but what if it's a break from... Like I said, the situation. So it's not a break from you necessarily because you, you know that's, that love is still there. It's not like they're going to be dating other people or anything like that. But it's a break from what you guys have been continually doing for the betterment of maybe themselves to ultimately make it for a better relationship. And whether that means that you have to talk maybe every other day rather than every day or not as much okay i understand that but is that really a is that really a break though like we're still communicating but i just need a day from you like okay i just need need a day babe give me a day because i'm really upset about the situation that just went down Mm -hmm. um you know i really want to talk to you about it and this shit keep happening over and over again but you know what today i'm going to take the time to i just need a day so a break has to be you're saying a break has to be a situation where you're leaving that's, them and for that's a while. Why I came in and said, "What's your definition of a break?" Because people can all be on different terms. Yeah. Like, what is well, okay? What's this break? What are we breaking? What are we? What are we, <laughs> we pressing pause on? Because because if it's everything, then 
I'm going to focus on me and that's just what it's going to be. Like, that's just me personally. But I just, like, Dimitri and I, I wish Dimitri would come up to me and say, I need a break. We need to take a break. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nigga, you, need, you upset? All right, go handle it in the other room. We can talk when you're ready. You want to not talk to me for three days? Okay, cool. But you're still going to be sleeping in the same bed with me. You're still going to be like, that, that, that to me. That has to continue. It has to continue because... No matter what we're going through, we're upset at each other, but we're a partnership at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. this is what it is. And and if you ever get to the point where you're like, where it really is like that and you feel like you can't do this anymore, then and we've we've taken everything that we need to do to fix our relationship because we've known there's been problems, then okay, let's I respect a split. But what are we breaking for at that point? I and to know. tie the Breakfast Club interview back in, that's why Mara also said it's important to who you have around you because she said in the interview that like parents have to come in and like mediate help mediate their situation Mm -hmm. you know it's gotten to that point so also the time too you know usually people when they get married they get marriage counseling and whatnot but they actually have like counseling for like boyfriend girlfriend types stuff oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so there are ways to get to that method Cause I mean, yes, I feel like you can take a break and and come back together. Me personally, I wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying, like in general, I think there is that love that can do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are ways to kind of mediate the situation before getting to that point. Right. So. Okay. You know. Hmm. I think I just got one more good question here. That I really like. Um, oh yeah. Oh, especially this. Um. So, for some, at some point, and we do see this in love is for a little bit. We see it a fraction of the time, but putting love over your passions and dreams. What is? Is that something that is? detrimental to you is that good for your relationship or is that obviously i guess wearing it like that is not good for your relationship but is it okay sometimes to put your love over something that you feel passionate about um i feel like that right there could be a deal breaker because i feel like that's something that you have to support your spouse on Mm -hmm. because their passion they probably already had that before you even came into their life this is something they've been dreaming about damn near put fifty thousand dollars of debt on their credit for this Mm -hmm. you know so if i have to pick you over my career i just feel like that has to be a deal breaker because it just comes to one of those things to where you have to be willing to work with that person or willing to change yourself for that person. Like, for example, like being a basketball player. Like, you have to understand that I'm going to be on the road. You know, I can't be there every night. Right. And you might have met me before I, I blew up and became the superstar. But it's just like, are you willing to change your lifestyle now? For this new lifestyle that we're going into. Yeah. Because it's going to be different. You're not going to see me every day. We're going to have to communicate differently. Whether that's over the phone. Or see you 
sometimes on the weekends or wherever, you know, however we got to do it. You might have to raise the kids while I'm not there. But are you willing to do that? You know, and when it comes to that situation, it's just like it's either you with it or you not. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really no middle ground about that. that's something that's going to take serious communication and and patience. Yeah. You know. So that's that's yeah, that's something like, man, you got to be with it or you got to go. Yeah, I think I think for part of it is um, we spoke about growth earlier and how important kind of growth is to a relationship and is to your person, your personal growth and how much that can feed into your relationship as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like growing within your passion and growing within something that you always want to do is definitely part of your growth as a person and kind of almost gives you I don't want to say gives you purpose, but sometimes when you're working towards something that you feel like is your purpose is something that you always wanted to do. You kind of find more purpose in your life the closer you get to that. And that's why I commend you, Ty. What? Because you had to let your girlfriend put her per, her passion oh. over y'all's love. Yeah, and I, I you know, yeah. we talked about that a lot, too, and I talked about it with her parents, too, and it was, it was a point where, well, for me, I had never... Like you said, this was a dream and this was a passion that she had before she even met me. Or mm-hmm. This is something that she believed in before she even met me. So for me to, if I was to bitch and moan about that and, and kind of belittle that, belittle the passion that she had for that, mm-hmm. that would kind of be belittling everything that I saw in her. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that was one of the reasons I fell in love with her is because I could see that she was passionate about the things that she was passionate about. And she actually... She had purpose in her life, and she put yeah. she put work towards the things that she felt purpose in. So, for me to try to change that or try to put our put our uh, our relationship on the chopping block or on the judgment block mm-hmm. um, for that, and say, well, if you go, then that's the relationship. That would be unfair to everything that we've grown to this point. Yeah. Um, and that and that would be hypocritical to to why I'm even with her. So I think seeing that passion in somebody, kind of being being on the other side of it, being on a person that may have to suffer because mm-hmm. your person is chasing that passion. Um, there's some sacrifices you got to make, and I mean that's that's just part of the deal that you signed when you wanted that contract of love with them. Yeah. That's it's it's hard though. I'm not gonna lie. It, it ain't easy. Yeah. Cool. Are we doing a good job so far talking about love? You know, sometimes we need a little woman's perspective on here. Yeah. Oh, I mean we are, but you know. Cool. We said okay. Y'all said I mean y'all all right. Y'all all right. Yeah. They might not hear what you just said. <laughs> I mean, just listening to you guys, I think you guys are doing well. I mean, I like to hear about love from a male's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing you say is wrong. It's means your own opinion. So, I mean, I think you guys are doing fine. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes it easier, too, though, that you guys aren't just, like, 
that you guys have both really experienced love and are experiencing love as well. That's why I love love is because like a lot of the people in our age group can really relate to them. So what do you think? What do you do? You think there's a point in anybody's life where they have to put their love above their passion and and or their dreams? I say that put their love in front of their dreams or their dreams in front of their love, their passion over their love. And and at what point is that? At what point is the responsibility of the other person to accept that? So this reminds me. So one day in church, Andy Stanley was talking about. Um, Shout out to Buckhead Church. Buckhead Church. Let's get it. Gang gang. Even though we haven't been in a while. But <laughs> I. Okay. So my answer to that is, of course, there's going to be times like that. And the way you kind of decipher or determine how do you have the other person's back or how do you stop the other person from putting themselves you're for putting you before themselves is Andy Stanley talked about um meeting expectations so there is your expectation think of it on a line so on one end of the line all the way to the left is your expectation all the way to the right is what they actually do and in the middle is the what you don't know like is the um what is it unquestionable doubt or something okay do you see what i'm saying yes okay so i I might not be saying the correct word but you always have to remember in a relationship that never expect the other person to do something for you like i can't expect to meet you to have the dishes done if i were to come home or he can't expect me to have dinner ready when he comes home like that shouldn't be an expectation of his and that shouldn't be an expectation of mine however on my end i should think like you know i've been home with nova all day he's been out working all day to keep this roof over our head i should have dinner ready for him Mm -hmm. like you know not that not because he expects it because i feel like he deserves it you know what i'm saying so and in that situation it's just kind of like a if both parties are doing that it's just like a what's this what's this little thing called balance I mean, yeah, scale, the balance beam, yeah, but this teeter totter or the oh, seesaw. seesaw? <laughs> <laughs> this teeter-totter. Like, what is this? I know, <laughs> um, but it's like a seesaw. Like, I'll have my turn to be up. I'll have my turn to be down. But it's like you just have to like balance off each other. Like, there is no real answer of like, okay, he he, you know what? Last time he did it, I'm gonna do it this time. Like, it doesn't even have to be tit for tat like that. But just as as long as both people, in my opinion, this is just opinion based. But as long as both people have each are looking out for the other, like at the end of the day, like it'll be okay, and you won't feel like you're putting your dreams before your your significant other before your dreams, and it won't feel like oh you're pushing my dreams back because you need me to support you. Like it should never have to feel. So like is that. it the responsibility of the other person to make you not feel like you're pushing your dreams back? So, for example, if Dimitri had a dream that you we're not okay with and he felt like you were a hindrance to that dream is it your responsibility your responsibility to say okay i'm going to step to the side for this dream or is it his responsibility to put you first until that uh mm-hmm. until it's okay or until you're to a point where you may understand the dream or you may right. it may be that he has the, I, I want to say, okay, but the okay from you to follow that dream. Mm-hmm. If if everything, okay, <laughs> that's, a, that's a difficult question because everything is like is like based off of like scenario. Yeah, but of but you know, I just feel like if there was a situation where Dimitri just was 
gung-ho about something and I was complete opposite, I feel like we need we would need to communicate. I mean, communication is the biggest thing in relationships. Communication is the biggest thing in relationships. So as long as we're talking about our issues, like if you're going to, at the end of the day, I can talk to you till you're blue in the face, but you're your own person. You're going to continue to do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So at, the, at some point, I have to have a, a, a certain level of respect for you and your wishes and your dreams. But I'm going to need you to know that I, I can't support it. I can't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, root, root, I'm going to root for you back here. Like, at the end of the day, I never want to see you fail. Yeah. But I want to let you know what my opinion is on what it is you want to do. And everything will come to light. If, if you're right and it's a bop, then, you know, congratulations. I, I'm still hold true to what I feel. But, and at the end of the day, if I was right, I'll never be the one to tell you I told you so. Like. You, you learned your lesson how you needed to learn it and that's just what it is so mm. so you write so you play it neutral you would be i play it's it not neutral, gonna be the, gonna it's not know. gonna be the end of us but i'm not gonna be sitting here yeah i'm not gonna put in my last i'm, not, I'm exactly. putting all my money we're not into about it. to be arguing about it we're yeah, not about yeah, to yeah. be you know it's not about to come between us but but as long as you understand where i'm coming from and you know how i feel and I know how you feel. Like I said, communication, nothing. It will never be a problem. Me mm-hmm. doing something you don't like should never be a problem unless it unless it becomes to hindering the family. Then it's a different story. But like I said, everything is situation based. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. I don't know. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel as though I agree to an extent. I mean, um. I don't think it's your job to necessarily, if it's something you completely disagree with, I don't think it's your job to act like you're completely behind it. And I think you are able and willing, and, and I think it's necessary that you communicate your concerns about it if you have those. Um, I also don't think it's your responsibility to make them feel like shit for, mm-hmm. to have a dream. Right. Um, and it, I, like you said, it is situational, but to an extent, it's something where it's something where you you have to and I was like I was saying about Kaiser Law School, like it's it has to be to a point where you are willing to even put your your situation whether it be like your relationship or something in a completely different normal. So you have a normal now, you live together, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to move to LA to be an actor I think that's a situation that you can't, you can't just ride in the middle either he's going to move or yeah, he's not going to move exactly. so <laughs> I, I would feel like in that situation it's my responsibility to if, I, if I'm completely fully in love with you and I and that's not changing as long as it's not going to be a detriment to either our well beings mm-hmm. um, I think it's my responsibility to accept that yeah, yeah yeah accept that and know Except the new normal that we're about to become, except the new, the new situation of what is us about mm-hmm. to come. Especially if I'm in love with you, I mean, right? Because that's not, you know, distance doesn't define. Dimitri, how do you feel about that? Because you know, I've said I wanted to just up and leave to LA. Now how <laughs> the are we gonna do the <laughs> Y'all can uh... just up and leave to LA. <laughs> up and leave. Nigga just said, "Fuck the podcast." Okay, but aside from the, I mean, and that's the thing, like, imagine that, like, you have all these things going for you down here in Atlanta, 
And what if what if I was like, babe, we gotta move to New York. There's an opportunity out there for me and we just gotta do it. <laughs> hey man, we just have to cross that path when we get there. Wow. I was like, all right, you're gonna have to fly Nova down here on the weekends. <laughs> Dang. I mean, I feel like if that's if we moved on that type of shit, I should be able to have the money to fly back to Atlanta whenever I need to to do the shit I gotta do. But what? No. <laughs> what I'm saying is, ain't no opportunity out here in Atlanta. But if you're talking about like right now, and it has to be a certain extent too. On the other person's end, um, with your rebuttal ties that like. Is the other person being realistic? Like we, we like say y'all situation, y'all struggling. Ain't no way y'all can move to a damn LA where it's more expensive. Like, is the person being logical about it? To what extent would you just drop everything and help Kaisa pursue her dreams? Like, or you know, we don't have to speak of our relationship specifically. Yeah, it's easier. No. But you know, so like, what if the person's being unrealistic? If the person is being unrealistic, um. I think then I think then it is your responsibility to be able to communicate with them mm-hmm. efficiently and effectively how stupid and unrealistic wow, it is know. being. First of all, everyone, don't tell them how stupid. It is. <laughs> you gotta approach it differently, men hey, to man, women. You sounding dumb right now. Okay, so. Well, I'm saying if you're it, like, all right, so if I say, if if I say to Kaisa, I want to move. I'm first of all, I'm scared of heights. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to move to Utah and become an astronaut. I'm gonna, I'm a, I don't know. I read it in this book. I seen it in a magazine. You go to Utah. They got this little science program. It's two hundred thousand dollars. I got a credit card with two hundred thousand dollar limit. I'm, I'm gonna spend this money, and I got a ten percent. I got a two percent chance of becoming an astronaut. I'm gonna do it. I think she's. I think she's in her rights to tell me that that's a stupid <laughs> plan. Um, how, and how unrealistic that is, too. But um, I think you should know that person well enough. You should, mm-hmm. and, and they should love you enough to listen. And, and you should be able to communicate how unrealistic they're being. Mm-hmm. And if they're just ridiculously gun-ho about it, <sighs> I think... I, I think some. I, mm, I don't. I don't know. I, it's hard. You gotta put. It's you gotta hard. put. You gotta put their well being in front yeah. of their in front of their. I, you gotta hit them with the line. Look, I love you enough. Well, I think it has to be. It has to be extremely unrealistic though. Right. Not something that's a chance. Like some people go out on a on a whim, oh, like yeah, a chance. Do. And they and, get that chance. Yeah, sometimes that's okay, but you can't. Something like that. I, I would. I would yeah. express to them. That At the end of the day, crazy. it's like it's all situation based, and no two relationships are ever the same. Like, and yeah. I mean, everyone. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows that, but never base your situation. Oh, what what he did for her is what he should do for me. You know, because everybody loves different. Everyone loves different. Love is different. Told y'all. Everyone's relate relationship dynamic is different. So, yeah, what you see on Instagram might not be the whole truth. So, hey, you can't look at somebody's highlight reel and and put your whole game tape against it because yeah. that's not fair to you. Exactly. Uh, yes, sir. 
I think that was my last good question from Love Yeah. Did you have any questions? Nah, man. I feel like you were going to cover them all. I mean, shit, we, we did good. We're at hour 20 in right now. Oh, so, man. you know, I think we uh, covered a lot today. You know, usually you don't see men talking about love. So, rarely. You know, we had to step up real quick and give our perspectives on, on it real quick. And if y'all have more questions, make sure y'all hit them up in the DMs because it's real interesting hearing guys' perspective on love. So whatever questions y'all got, don't forget to hit them up. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, so we do want to wrap it up today with all things considered. All things. All positive things in life. All positive things All things considered. that make people smile. So today on All Things Considered, Netflix signed an exclusive deal with Blackest Creator, Kenya Barris. Um, as y'all know, for like the past couple of months, him and ABC have been low-key beefing. Because, um, you know, originally they were supposed to do like a Black Lives Matter episode, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't yeah, allow. Yeah. Got but, canceled. Know, they let Roseanne do what she wanted to do, whatever. Mm-hmm. With her little racist shit she had going on. So, I believe he signed like an eight-year deal. Something like that. Ooh. Something like an NFL contract. I was about to say, my man got NBA numbers out of here. But he, he got the LeBron paid, contract. He getting paid. But um, you know they just signed uh, Shonda Rhimes to her exclusive deal. So yeah. she's going to be producing content she on She get there. a check. She get a so check. So they just getting all the black creators, all the black shows. Hey, I ain't mad at y'all, Netflix. <laughs> I ain't mad at y'all. Netflix don't cash. Well, except the Monique. But Netflix don't cash out there. Shout out, shout out to Monique. Well, you know, I said on Rock, especially <laughs> when she was talking about she was supporting Roseanne or whatever. Oh, yeah, but that's her sister in comedy. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's dope. I hope that means Black is going to be on Netflix now instead of just, like, it's just getting ended. I don't oh, think gro- so. I didn't did, hear is, anything. Did you do Grownish too? Well, Grownish is not even on ABC. It's on uh, Freedom Network. I just like Grownish. I wish it was on that. Grownish is good, too. I actually didn't actually finish it. I didn't finish it, either. I kind of stopped in the middle of it, but it was, it was like good. I don't know why yeah, I stopped. Good. I don't know either. It's just I it's stopped. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's dope for him, honestly. I'm glad he was able to find another platform to express his creativity. So shout out to Mr. Barris on that. But that's it, folks. That's all we got today. If you haven't already, bless, please follow bless. us on social media, on Twitter and IG, at In General Show. Please also check out this episode, as long as our other episodes on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. To SoundCloud.com slash In General Podcast. Um, like we said already, please like, comment, favorite, talk to us, yeah. respond to us on Twitter. Anything DM, comment, hear. criticism, critiques. All that good stuff, man. We're here for it. Put it in the ratings or all that good stuff on mm-hmm. SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. I do got a good feeling about this episode. I think people I think people like to hear the real life stuff. Like I think so too. You know, you gotta switch it up every now and then. Yeah. You know? So expect to see more podcasts like this in the upcoming future. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I think this was a good episode. Yeah. Shout out to us. Round of applause for us, guys. <laughs> You did a great job. We're evolving. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I said, I don't. You don't see. Um, it's not broadcasted a lot about men talking about love. Yeah, because it kind of so, goes against what society says. I, 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 
society says for men not to be lovey dovey, blah blah blah, all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. especially not music, man. Sheesh, woo, woo. Oh yeah, man, that's another question. Because it's funny because while we were talking about this, I thought about two Drake lines. One in um, what was the intro song? Interviews. Keep your family close. Where he says you're supposed to put your pride aside and ride for me. Oh, but yeah. then in was it mob tie or can't take a joke? Uh, he says um, when it comes to pride, you know I can't put that aside. Mm-hmm. So it's just like how you expect it's a little misogynistic. to put their yeah. pride aside, but you can't. Well, I don't even want to say misogynistic, but it's kind of controlling. Hey man, kinda, y'all serious? It's, that's how y'all serious feels. Hey, I man, think. I'm telling you. So sometimes we gotta break that mold, man. And yeah, really show them how it's supposed to be. But we gotta evolve. We gotta grow. One step at a time, man. One Especially black man. We got um, a lot to grow and to do because we come from different beginnings. Yeah, we do. But you gotta eventually learn how to fix it. True. You can't know the truth and then not do something with it. That's the worst thing you could do in the world. But hey, that's all we have for you guys. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch y'all in the next episode. Stay black. As always, adios.